0: the All-Indiana Podcast Network, discover and support small business making a difference in our communities. This, this is In Small Biz. On the All-Indiana Podcast Network. And now, here he is. Your host. The one, the only. Wish TV's Joe Malillo. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to the In Small Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Malillo. And again, we talk to people involved in Indianapolis business and get their insight on what it is to run one here in the Hoosier State. My first guest has become a really good friend of mine. Bradley Ford, he's the owner and founder of Built to Last Construction. He now owns 3 total businesses, Dirtworks and Tony.
0: As you write
1: your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your
2: job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you Where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops. And neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at
0: scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's
0: largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.
1: See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com
0: investinginamerica investing in America.
1: ...for properties are the other two. He's a Southside native with an incredible story. As he would say... Southside about the Southside was
0: God's country.
1: Oh man, God's country and you started the business in 2000 by himself, one dude and a hammer and that'll make sense here soon. Um, it has since grown to include 20 employees with a focus on giving back to the community. Brad has afforded a second chance has been afforded a second chance in life and does everything he can to do the same for others 20 years ago. Last week he got out of prison. So Bradley, thank you so much for being here. Your story is one of redemption. And outside the job, he also likes to spend time with his five dogs. Three of them are Rottweilers, a Kengel and a boxer, and his girlfriend, too. Not in that order. Uh, Kayaking, mountain biking, camping, typical Hoosier stuff. Welcome, Mr. Bradley Ford. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Love having you. All right. Tad Starziak. He is actually Thaddeus. That's his full name. He's a project specialist for Two Chicks and a Hammer, and you may know that name, From the show Good Bones, Mina and Karen have had five seasons, and they're working on their six currently on HGTV, and Tad is in every one. He's been there from the start, and uh, what you don't see is his long, flowing locks of hair. He's beautiful. And he's been probably been working on those for years. He's a staple in this community. But before the show, Tad and Mina, his sister, grew on the, grew up on the west side and started Two Chicks and a Hammer with a dream to flip homes here in Indy. Um, in his spare time, he also uh, likes to spread the love in his argue with, I mean, um, cherish his <laughs> cherish. girlfriend, read and work. Sorry, I wrote that by accident. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome, Tad.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
1: Dude, amazing. I'm so pumped that I have uh, what many consider are is a celebrity, Brad, here with right. us. <laughs> yeah. No, he is. He's got a
2: big personality, great smile. He he's absolutely wonderful. So I'm I'm real excited to be in the room with him today.
1: Well, um, let's go over a couple of things. You know, this is the In Small Biz podcast, so we're going to talk about small business and and what it takes to be successful. Uh, Brad, you started your business 20 years ago. You said you got out of prison last week, 20 years ago. You must have came out with a fire on you
0: to say, hey, let's get this thing started. Well, I, I knew right away I wasn't going to be able to earn a living working for someone else with my history so I had to work for myself. So I, I immediately asked my probation officer if I was allowed to. He gave me permission, and I started the business doing what I'd been doing my entire life anyway, which is construction. And then it, specifically, you knew you wanted to do bathroom remodeling? No, that didn't happen in, until about three years after. I was really wanted to frame houses, and that's what I came out doing. Awesome. And then, Tad, you were a part of the start of Two Chicks and a Hammer.
1: Uh, yeah. Tell us that story and how that got started with you and Mina
2: yeah so basically uh what about 10 12 years ago uh mina graduated with her general studies degree from iu and didn't know what she wanted to do she was a super hard worker and she bought her first house um, karen co signed on it, and they started working on it together and then in eighth grade i was like ready to make some money so i could go to the movies and not ask <laughs> my dad for money um, so i started helping her do the demolition and installing flooring and just participating in kind of that uh, grunt work, hard labor work uh, to get everything done. Uh, and then a few years after doing one or two houses a year.
1: Uh, How old were you? You said high school?
2: Yeah. So I probably demoed my first house when I was like 13. I remember because I couldn't drive. I needed my dad to come pick me up. And after like my first day, I cried. No Because way. it was so hard. I had to get into a crawl space and pull out dead animals. And I was like covered in soot. And when I got out, like it had been like a 12 hour sure, day sure. in August. My dad's there to pick me up and he's like, you're not getting in my car. No, you're not getting it's in. Probably it. Probably smell like so, a dead animal. Exactly. So I go to like next door and I'm trying to like wipe it off. and I'm like crying. I'm like, I just want to go home. <laughs> he's like, you're not coming to my car. And I mean, it's like, okay, I'll take, I'll take him home later. So, oh my gosh. So, come <laughs> a long way since then though.
1: Oh my gosh. Have you, have you ever, um, that's interesting that you guys remember, you remember that, um, you know the fact that you're demoing as a 13 year old so so yeah. continue a little bit further so you were able to do that a couple of times
2: so basically uh did it in eighth grade and then in high school during the summer uh my football buddies and i would go demo the houses for my sister um so it was cheap for her And just a ton of fun for us guys, you know, like we're all football players, testosterone's raging. We're supposed to eat like 3,500 calories a day. (laughs) We're like, oh, we can chuck everything in this house and break everything in this house. So we we had a really good time in high school making some side money and hanging out with each other and just like breaking shit.
1: Which high school did you go to?
2: I went to Cardinal Ritter over on the west side of Indianapolis, kind of by Speedway.
1: And Bradley? Bradley? Perry Meridian. Perry Meridian. Yeah. Uh, True South Sider. Do you um, do do demos anymore, Brian? Are you out there swinging the
0: hammer? In 2005, I was diagnosed with RA. I can't hold tools anymore. I worked until I couldn't do it anymore for about four years after my diagnosis. But currently, no, I don't do any of the work. That's okay, though. You have 20 employees to do it for you. Well, thank goodness I had truckloads of knowledge and <laughs> I was able to teach and coach. Let's
1: speaking of that knowledge because that's important that for this podcast, I I kind of like giving the advice pretty early on in the podcast. Everybody other podcasts like to wait till the end to like, well, what's your advice? Well, let's I want to hear that first. Do you have advice that you would tell someone who's starting a business right now, even in the pandemic, that you wish you would have known? When you started, both and the questions for both of you or, or what you've learned in the last, you know, 100 days, I don't know. 20 years. 20 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all money isn't good money. Learn when to say no thank you to a job. Wow. That's insight. Why do you say that? Give us more than that, all right. Socrates. Well, what, I, what, I, what I've learned, uh, and it took a long time. As a baby contractor, I would never said no to any job because you never know when the next opportunity is going to arise. Uh, what happens then you run, you run into people that are difficult to work for or don't appreciate you, and therefore you have to fight for your money if you even get it. So I've learned in my, uh, in my years that when I go and meet someone, if we don't gel in the first five minutes, I probably don't want to work for them because it's never going to go well. That's
1: awesome. And, and is there something about gelling that
0: you see and you're like, that's a red flag, or is it just, a, it's just you now know? Oh, it's usually if they talk to me like I'm the help or like they're bothered to be talking to me if i'm interrupting their life when they invited me into their home then i really just don't want to deal with them mm-hmm. yeah. brad and i don't talk
2: that way he saw green flags when he met me <laughs> <laughs> a lot of green, <laughs> without, <laughs> lots without of green flags
0: <laughs> without question i love it how about you ted
2: yeah so uh i would say my advice is the obstacle is the way so uh when me and karen started the company um they didn't really have any construction knowledge right so you run into all these obstacles early on that can be a strong deterrent. It's like, Oh, where do I go from here? What do I do next? And it's really seeing the obstacles in front of you, not as something that's trying to hinder you, but something that has kind of secret knowledge. And if you work through that obstacle, you're going to gain knowledge. And with that gain knowledge, you're going to have more opportunity. And, uh, watching Mina and Karen, that's really kind of how they've done it, especially Mina. She's very driven and she goes through the obstacle a hundred percent and, um, In the past 10 years, I've grown a lot seeing Mina do that and seeing our business grow because none of us work in a position where we have a degree in it. We've all learned the position. So the obstacle has been the way for each one of us in a huge learning process.
1: Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point. Action is better than no action. Right, That's something I hear on a regular basis, but not having a degree too kind of hinders people. You have to go to school. You got to learn. You got to be there. And you're saying that's not necessarily true. Exactly. Like if if you want it bad enough and you're willing to face
2: those obstacles. Like and you can get through it. There's great things that lie on the other side of that.
1: I love it. Yeah. Brad, would you agree? I mean, Absolutely. you seem like a guy that just runs through obstacles all day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I throw a lot of it at him. Yeah, he gets through
0: <laughs> There again, without question. Uh, but there is no school for what we do uh, in remodel work. You know, it's all trial and error, especially in hundred year old homes. Mm-hmm. It's all, uh, you know, when you uncover things, you may never have seen what you see. You may have never seen it before, is what I'm trying to say. And you guys continue to to, to, to do it
1: because you kind of learn to love it, right? Isn't it now oh, yeah. something that – because you probably would have gave up on those obstacles a long time ago. And maybe that's the advice that we can give to other people is, you know, if you really think you're going to like it, don't give up on, on the small little obstacle
0: wall that you got to run through at first, right? Yeah, and it's very nice at the end of the day to step back and see what you've accomplished. Yeah.
2: And I, I think one of the really great things about Brad and – uh, if I can toot the horn a little bit, maybe myself is I think in business, uh, you have to synthesize with optimism. If you're pessimistic, you're going to see everything as a hindrance and something that pulls you back. But when you have that optimism, like you see everything as that opportunity. Um, and we haven't really said it yet, but, uh, this year two chicks met Brad with built to last. And, um, since like forging this relationship, uh, I think our optimism kind of together, we're very solution oriented. So like when these problems have arised, uh or arisen, um, him and I are just like, what's the solution? How do we make it better? Can we make it happen? Is this gonna push a few days? Can this payment come a little bit later? It's never like, oh shit, oh, this is ridiculous. It's always <laughs> just like, what do we do to make it better, make it right, seize the moment, so.
1: More importantly, isn't that a life goal? life goal come on man 100%. If, if you're gonna learn anything from this podcast folks is that i'm a glass half full kind of guy yeah i'm always looking at the positives and if you can't freaking look at it that way you're gonna fucking fail oh uh, there oh, i swore oh, sorry oh gosh
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> opening <laughs> the
1: door <there>. clearly, clearly <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll both walk through
2: that door if you open it <laughs> i told them
1: not to swear but now we're yeah. now i crossed the line and it's my dang podcast
2: and, and one of the things i i also like to say um with my optimism is like, even if you think the glass is half empty, just cut the glass in half and it's full. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's
1: dope. That's dope. Um, you, you guys, it kind of leads into the great um, relationship that you guys have built together. Uh, why don't we talk about that? Because for people who don't know, Built to Last Construction works on good bones homes, right? I can yes. say that? Yeah, on, on a regular basis now, but that wasn't always the case. No. That you guys used other contractors to a point, and then right. you guys... Uh, through a Indiana connection. A mutual yes. friend, yes. Yeah. You guys actually uh, connected, which is a great story in and of itself. It just tells you what Hoosiers are about, right? right. It yeah. kinda you trust a little bit and those Southsiders stick together. You betcha. <laughs> <Yeah>. Without question. <laughs> <laughs> so tell 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 um, everybody about that, that interesting story.
2: You wanna take it? You Go want me to take it? Go ahead.
0: <laughs> i actually forget who gave me your contact it was rick bailey yeah okay rick, bailey. rick works for yep. me he used to work for a company that does a bunch of work for good bones as yep. well and uh i don't know if it was you that had called him about flooring in a home right yep that's and, exactly right and rick said no i have a job like my job love my boss if you want me to work on it call him <laughs> yeah so tad called me and we met and uh i think it instantly just hit it off uh and uh we gelled we did the house and and from then they asked me to do more and, and more and, and now i'm doing quite a bit with them actually
1: um what's the difference between um uh, because you guys know the difference but what makes him a success for you
2: um what makes brad a success uh again the first thing that comes to mind is the optimism uh that he has but also um you just don't find too many uh I'm I'm not you're not an old timer but you don't find too many people <laughs> you better be um, careful who are who who just like stick to their word right like if something gets messed up or you know it needs done in a certain amount of time uh, there's not a lot of people who when they say I'll get it done you can actually trust to get it done um so something that we've experienced with build to last is when they say they're going to get it done they get it done um and it's quality right so One of the hard things to do right now, because construction is booming, is to find a good contractor. Those are very difficult to find, and you're getting a lot of people who just want to hop from this job to this job to this job, and you're losing the quality on the job. Um, And with Bradley, we just have experienced great quality, uh, efficiency, speed, just like everything we need. (laughs) um, Built to Last has done a really good job of, of providing
0: well, it's a symbiotic relationship because what I need is opportunity, and they provide that. Without opportunity, we can't.
1: You won't. You, can't won't you won't make money. No, well, we I can't mean, perform. It's, it's as exactly. simple as that, yeah. right?
0: Absolutely. You you guys um,
1: you, you know what's really interesting too is the opportunity is there, but you have to cultivate it. You also have to keep it, right? So absolutely. it may it may be given to you, but there's no guarantee. Just like your first couple statements. Oh, absolutely! You have to perform.
2: Yeah. And you have to be honest, like as as much as we're optimistic, um, you know, we've had a few conversations where it's like, that's not my problem. That's a, your problem thing, Yeah, you know, (laughs) but also being able to have those conversations. I think that's one of my favorite things about construction. You can kind of tell a person one day, like get this shit right, you know, or like really get on them. And the next day it's totally cool. And you know, I think that Absolutely. goes back and we,
0: forth with us. We, we've had a couple of conversations <laughs> where, where I've even led off with, we're friends, but let me tell you what. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he reminds
2: me that I'm 26 and I'm speaking to a grown man. <laughs> and
0: likewise, he's given it to me when I've had to hear it. But, you know, one of the things I do a lot with my crew when they call me, I answer my phone and uh, I say, no problems, just solutions. That's yeah. right. That's right Tell me what the, tell me what the issue is and I'll fix it. You guys All brought right.
1: it up, but you both are in construction. Um, t- talk about a little bit what else you've learned from construction and doing it and maybe some of the memories of going through an obstacle that you thought like give specifics on on giving people hope, right that are starting maybe a construction business themselves that uh, <laughs> i'm gonna tell them don't do it uh, that's right <laughs> well just work. like well let me tell you something people say the same thing about being a reporter yeah and i used to tell them yeah forget you i'm gonna do it and right. i did it it was one of the best decisions i'll ever make but every intern i come in here i say are you sure you want to do this right, right. this is a lot of work it's mm-hmm. a lot of problems and it sounds like something similar for construction
0: you betcha. there are lean times i mean i i barely made it through the crash of '08. I lost everything I had, two, two houses foreclosed, all my trucks repossessed. There was no work. You know, I, I, I quit getting the large remodel projects that paid and was only getting the service work that allowed me to eat. I could make a choice, make a house payment or eat that day, so I chose to eat, and, uh, and I lost everything. But I, re- I started over, and I still had my reputation when the economy came back, so I was able to rebuild. But I don't know that a lot of people were able to do that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, and I'd say, I guess what I've learned in the past 10 years, I haven't started a business of my own yet, but um, the character building that construction uh, teaches you Mm. is huge. Uh, There's been weeks where I've worked 18, 20-hour days back to back to back to make something happen. So like that grit, that determination, uh, the attention to detail to still do things right when you're on your third 18-hour day. Um, those things are just, uh, they, they push you, right? Like you think your body can only go so far, but you got to realize like your mind's got to go there first. So, um, you just really learn like nothing's impossible. You can keep pushing the limits. And when you keep pushing the limits, you find out more about yourself and more opportunities blossom into being.
1: (laughs) I love it. And the opportunity, clearly that's going to be the, the, the title of this podcast is called the glasses. If the glass isn't
0: half full, cut it in half. Boom. Yeah, and then it's boom. boom. I love that. <laughs> that's so I'm dope. jazzed, I'm pumped. <laughs> no, um <laughs> the cruel irony of our profession is that once you get really good at what we do and you get a lot of knowledge your body no longer allows you to do it. Yeah. Ah. It
1: is the it is the ultimate uh basically cruel joke played on construction. Uh-oh. That's it, and that's incredible. Um Brad, something else we can talk about is you made it through the 08 Recession, oh eight, oh one, oh nine. You're here. You're absolutely, and I'm bigger than bigger than ever. What What about now? I mean, it's a good point to transition into what what people are going through with COVID and the pandemic. And I mean, from my perspective, if there's anything, there's any industry to be in, it's construction right now because people are at home. They want their home toys. They want their home their decks made. There, and people are having a hard time
0: finding construction workers to do their work not only workers but materials there's a lumber shortage right now right it's bad it is bad you can't find four by
2: fours you can't find basically anything that's treated right now can't find fence pickets um because they shut down the mills for several weeks during covid so
1: so everything's on back order
0: yes by far at least until next year
1: how far how far back are you looking at it and you say next year but that's you know five months away
0: five months is eternity in this business yeah So what are you doing to kind of supplement that? How do you you fight that? Well, I don't think you do. You just keep a list of what what you owe people. Like I have four decks for finished houses that we've done that we can't build. But obviously I I know that I have them to do, and I will do them at, at my first opportunity when the materials become available.
1: Is there a solution? Is there something that other than an
2: IOU? You can, like, try to use some different materials. Like, for example, we had a fence that needed to get built. Um, and instead of using like four by fours, we use four by sixes, you know, so using what's available. Um, but other than that, like you just got to flow with
1: it. Do you guys see an end to the problem or is it just going to continue?
2: I think eventually it's um, And I mean, shortage. I mean
0: gonna yeah. so and shortage. To, it's going to have to end. I mean, ultimately, yeah. people have to go back to work. Yeah. You know, we were very blessed when this whole thing came around that. I sold a whole bunch of work in unoccupied buildings and at the very early onset of COVID when they were first starting to talk about shutdowns, I sold a bunch of work in unoccupied buildings and we've not missed a day then what happened when we when they had the soft reopen all these people had spent so much time at home they started noticing everything they didn't like about their homes i knew it and since then business has exploded those weekend warriors at home depot and lowe's now i'm one of them Yo, i built the deck in two days (laughs) oh that's wonderful
1: because i didn't have anything to do right (laughs) but it's not very sound it's not very sturdy okay no, I'm just. Brad kidding. could it's probably <laughs> fix that. <for> <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's for not. a small fee. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's not bad. But um, but what I'm saying is uh, is that it's just in the beginning you could have had two different outlooks on life, right? Mm-hmm. And and from a marketing standpoint, number one, everybody's watching TV, so I knew that if people were going to advertise, they're going to people were going to see it because people are at home, right? For from your perspective, you you guys uh, uh, crossed the boundary over uh because uh, it's in construction industry yeah. you guys were pushing through the pandemic and seeing success right. uh, that must have been really exciting I mean when you realize that maybe this is actually going to be okay for us what was that like well
0: I can tell you that a funny anecdote really I went to my buddy's house who they wanted to do a room addition he and his girlfriend and both of them were off work because of the of the pandemic and I was not and they were complaining to me about it and I said you know I'm trying really hard to not have opinions because this hasn't <laughs> affected me at all You know, I got to check every Friday. I go to work every day. And it's hard for me to sympathize because I'm not in that situation. Absolutely. And and, and don't get me wrong. I don't feel arrogant about it. I feel blessed. That's
2: right. Uh, Same thing. Feel blessed. Like, wake up with a lot of gratitude that can still go do my job. I love my job. Um, Like, there was a week I had to work from home, and I was literally going insane because I think same for you is, like, you want to be out and about. I'm not an inside person. I need to go out. I need to see things changing. No doubt. Like even when I go on vacation, I like I still <laughs> call in every day. I'm like, hey, Corey, how's how's the job sites going? You know, you take vacation. That's interesting. I, I had like a week. <laughs> i mean Brad, you you go on vacation. Yeah, you do go on vacation. You go on cool I, vacations than yeah, I do. Okay. Hey,
1: listen, here's the deal. Follow Built to Last Construction on Facebook, and I bet you'll see some posts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you got to follow
0: Brad. Yeah, we spend a lot of time out west. My girlfriend and I both love the mountains. I mean, it's great. I mean, I have no doubt. That We're in a unique situation. It, we we both have uh, careers. We don't have children, so all our money is ours, and uh, we get lucky to do what we want to do. <laughs> so lucky.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, don't actually, have kids yet. Yeah. You don't have I, kids I have do a you? girlfriend yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where Okay, he remember what I said before that he likes to uh, cherish his cherish girlfriend. I just want to make sure that that um, that everybody understands that yes, little exactly. subsect. So, um we've covered we've covered some advice. We've covered what's going on with COVID. We talked about how you guys met through a mutual friend and the, and the relationship has blossomed. Um is all season five done? No. So I think we have like four or five more episodes left
2: for season five. And each time um, it's a house. Yeah. Each time it's a house. So Dude, we get th- 46 minutes to um, summarize yeah. a three to four month process.
1: Let me, and and it's funny because you guys from a, from a um, filming perspective or shooting because you don't use film – um, from a shooting perspective, you're shooting multiple episodes at a time at different yeah. houses. So how many houses have you flipped here in Indianapolis?
2: We're upwards of 90, close to 100 at this point between Fountain Square, Bates uh Old Southside, and uh, a few in like Irvington area.
1: For the investors out there, what do you guys think is the next uh, neighborhood to come up, up and coming?
0: My sister will be upset if I say so.
1: (laughs) I'm not asking you. Oh, okay. I'm (laughs) asking Brad. There's an awful
0: lot going on on the old east side right
1: now. Ah, old east side. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It's just funny because we, as Indy, living here in Indy, like you guys know, I'm not from Indianapolis, but I do love Indianapolis. It's just fun to watch this different, the different worlds and that. Everybody's building each other up, right? We're all... I mean, you can have Fountain Square. You can have the South Side. You can have even down where I live, Franklin Township. Like, You could see the positivity coming, again, half full, of all the things um, happening around the town. So it's nice to hear uh, even more areas are are going to be updated and changed. But it's really great. How many of those houses did Brad work on?
2: So this is our first season working with Bradley. um, And what... You got like four or five. 6 I've
0: done five so far, and I think I have three left to do.
2: Right. Yep. And he's going to say be that again.
0: I said I've done five so far, and I have three left to do. Oh, that's it. One of the okay. big make it easy on you.
2: He has is uh, our office, our forever home. So he'll be framing oh, cool. that up and doing the siding and some of the interior work on that. So
1: awesome. Well, you know. It's like I said, it, it, a relationship like this. It's fun to watch, and you can actually literally watch it. So uh, right. y- you can see it on TV, and so Brad, uh, we're ha- I'm happy for you. You get very able to do that. Um, I did. I did give them a heads up. I I want to know your influences. I yeah. want to know what makes you guys you. Yeah, you do work. Yeah, you do construction. We all do that. But but who made you who you are, Bradley and Tad?
0: Okay, well for me it's two different gentlemen. My my first wife's grandfather, Carlton Oliver probably the greatest hero of my life only because i never spent five minutes with a man i didn't feel like i learned something he grew up in the hills of kentucky built his own house and and became a great success in his career um and i never I mean we spent a lot of time in the woods it's my favorite place and and uh walking with him he knew what every different blade of grass was what every different plant was and what you could use it for and if you have a headache you boil that you know just an amazing mountain of a man um so, uh, and then beyond that was a guy named Jerry Mauer, who was my guard in prison. I worked for him for three and a half years. Uh, he ran the construction crew at Terre Haute Federal Prison, where I was. And, uh, and he didn't mean to be an influence in my life. He was just being himself. And what an incredible human. He changed my life. He changed my path. He changed everything about the way I thought. He eliminated 100% of negativity from my mind and made me a positive human being. And uh, the greatest part about that story is that we're still friends today, 20 years after I've been out of prison. He uh, actually came last year in May. We had a big crawfish boil at our house, my girlfriend and I. And Jerry and his wife came and spent the day with me. And it was one of my favorite days of my life. <laughs> that crawfish, that that alone makes it happy. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's some good stuff right there.
0: So, so those
1: two people really made a difference, not only in your life, but your profession and who you are today. Thank, thanks for sharing, dude. Absolutely. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, so uh, my two influences, one's a person, and then one is just like a series of events. So I'd say the first thing that has influenced my life the most is just a lot of, a lot of tragedy when I was young. My mm-hmm. mom died when I was 12 of an uh, overdose. Oh, man. And then her sister died like less than 10 months later. Then my mom's brother uh, took his life uh, the next year on my mom's anniversary of her passing. Then my best friend Benilo died like six months later in eighth oh grade gosh. in the shower. Then my grandma died in the chair next to me. Um, and so I felt like super devoid of feeling and like love after losing all of those people. Oh, my gosh. Of course, um, dude. That's,
1: yeah. I'm so sorry.
2: And, uh, you know, at the time I was like a very uh, sad boy um, who didn't have really any uh, direction. Um, but since since then, I've uh, you know meditated on like love and optimism and being that love for other people. And that meditation has had a huge influence on my life uh, to where uh, I feel like I can love a stranger like I love my family. Um, And spreading that has done nothing but bring goodness into my life and hopefully a a lot of other people's. Um, And then the person who I'd say, and there's two of them, it's my older siblings, William and Mina. Um, William, during the time after my mom passed, was a very vibrant light in my life. Um, and he taught me how to get through really negative things. Like if I had a fight with my father, it was like, Hey, I love you, but I can't have this conversation because this isn't the relationship I want to have and talk to you like this. So I learned how to talk to people and respect people and also respect myself. Um, and then my sister, Mina, like I'll be a hundred percent honest, her and I clash a lot cause I am so like love based and Mina, she is a very loving person, but she's very business oriented you know, so um, i've gotten i've got getting <laughs> I've gotten so much drive from Mina, um so much like realism, pragmatism, and uh, hopefully eventually I can balance that out with like the love and be really successful. Um, and she's always like kept me under her wing, came to all my football games when I cheered at i u, she was there, so. Um, yeah, I'd That's say those awesome. are my influences.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that, both of you. I mean, both. I believe everybody has incredible testimony. It's just a matter of trying to share it and, and make it a difference for other people. So I hope this reaches a few ears that maybe need a little a little help uh, to hear this and um and changes somebody's life. So thanks for sharing that. Um, you both like to read, from yes. what I'm 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 hearing. Um, let's do give me some of your top couple books, maybe two or
0: three. I know you're reading something now. Currently I'm reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People uh, I find it fascinating The best part about it for me, I'm reading it for the second time Actually in three weeks Sure Because Are you reading it? I say reading it. It's an audio book Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, uh, I, the time is a luxury I, I have little of anymore but, but I work out every morning So I, instead of listening to music I'm listening to books While I work out Bravo, me too uh, Let's do it But uh, the coolest part About that particular book For me is Four of them I already did uh, Just because they're The right thing to do and uh, I spend a lot of time talking about that kind of stuff with people that work for me, who, who really whoever will listen, you know, sure. <laughs> about always doing the right thing, e- even if it hurts, because the right thing, it's always the hardest thing to do, but it's always the right thing to do. You have a lot of people listening to you right now, Brad, by the way. <laughs> so, and I, I, I bet I'll get some requests that you come back on. I appreciate this opportunity. <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah, so um,
2: I joined a uh, unlearning club, so basically it uh, confronts racism, and uh, just finished a book called Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison. Awesome. Um, which was fantastic and really just kind of showed how um, sometimes uh, white people just don't care for black prosperity and uh, opened a lot of insight. And then before that I read 12 Rules of Life by Dr. Jordan Peterson. Awesome. He's a psychologist and the way he writes and speaks is like a PhD on top of PhD on top of PhD. Um, got a lot from that book and then just been reading a lot of history. Um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt is the man, dude. Yo, I love uh, Teddy Roosevelt. That's One of a good my book. favorite quotes from him is whining is complaining about a problem without proposing a solution. Ah. You know, so I've gotten a lot from Teddy. He's just like a man of integrity, very virtuous. Um, he was a social uridite, but still could go hang out in the West and, uh, Heard some cattle and such. So Yeah,
1: and then not to mention, he also was a hell of a shot. Yeah, he was. killed some. He killed all, basically all, all the animals. Yes,
2: he killed all of them. And then my absolute favorite book, um, I think everyone should read it. It's called Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. He was the first uh, uh, Hindi yogi to bring Kriya Yoga, which is yoga through movement and breathing, to the West. Um, and when I read that book after my mom passed in eighth grade, um, yeah. I had a uh, mental uh, renaissance, and just things expanded and blew up, and it was incredible. And every time I've read that book, my life has gotten
1: significantly better.
2: And and the name of the book, again, is? Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa
0: Yogananda.
1: I love it. I love it. Dude, do you want to add another book, Bradley? You got another one? No, no. He's got three. He's up on
0: you. I, (laughs) I, I just wanted to say that you talk about Teddy Roosevelt. He's also the namesake of one of my favorite federal parks in the country. I love it. Teddy Roosevelt National Park in Medora, North Dakota. See, I
1: I wouldn't. I'm. I'm not surprised that a national park is named after Teddy Roosevelt. But in in general, I've never heard of that park specifically. So you do love the outdoors. I do. We spend a lot of time backpacking. I love it dude. And you and you, you're hell of in shape, man, for you know, a guy twenty years on the construction job. You talk about not being able to you know, construction takes that away from you, but you look great, dude. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're here. I appreciate it. And Tad, I'm glad you're here as well. I I, I did read I, I'll tell you the book I am reading, it's an, an audio book as well. Uh, well, one is crib sheet. I just talked it just started. It's all data based on on raising a baby. Nice. Obviously, I need yeah. to get that going, because if <laughs> anybody, if any of the listeners don't know, my wife is pregnant. She's due in December. So we're running out of time for me to learn. Um, the other thing is I better not screw it up. Um, yeah. The other thing is um, I, I listen to Malcolm Gladwell's talking to strangers, which is an incredible history based data oriented sto- story about how and it also involves racism and why there's a race, why police and um, and and those encounters kind of go negatively, and yeah. he kind of tries to give an answer to a problem. That's awesome. There's no there's no real answer to every single situation, but it's an interesting perspective. And what I took away from it is, most of the time, sixty percent of the time, I believe what you're telling me, Tad. If you're or right. Brad, if you're telling me, I'm going to believe because as humans. We are optimistic. Right. Yeah. Which is hundred percent. We call that a callback, folks. Yeah. We just we just <laughs> we just wrapped up that Full whole podcast. I, I again I want to thank you both for being here. This is a wonderful podcast. I was very excited to have you both. And um, you know, you can always check out brad's uh instagram no you don't have instagram you you have facebook right 54 <laughs> 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 although he should with that shirt on racist racist people suck it's That's, a great shirt yeah it is and then uh tad's got his two chicks and a hammer shirt on always yeah. always stay repping for the fam <laughs> <laughs> and we could check you guys out in the next season and the, the final season or the finishing of the uh, fifth season coming up not final season finishing of the fifth season right. coming up and then the new season coming out soon Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um. Not necessarily soon. It'll be like probably February of next year. Yeah. So like six
1: months. Soon. But. Soon in the TV world. Exactly. It's, it's right around the corner. Um, and then, Brad, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they get a hold of you for, um, to it's, do
0: some jobs? It's btlindy.com.
1: Awesome. And you were um, one, on the A-list, too. That's how you and I met. That's exactly how we met. I did. called you, and I suggested that he's, he become the expert of bathroom remodeling here at Wish TV. Um, we weren't in the position to do business. We have done business since, and I'm very proud to have you as a friend. Likewise. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Dad. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. That was In Small Biz, and I'm your host, Joe Barillo
0: discover and support small business in indiana learn more at wishtv.com and when you follow wish tv on facebook plus be sure to check out more podcasts on the all indiana podcast network now at all indiana